We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. everyone good morning and happy friday it's currently 7 18 a.m i went to a workout class this morning but i was just feeling really inspired to record today because i just have something to talk about and that's always the best feeling sometimes i feel like i'm scrounging for inspiration even though i have tons of ideas it's just what really like feels right and today i was just like i really want to talk about this because i just have a story to tell and so I thought I would make a whole podcast around it um so yes good morning I already went to my workout class I have a coffee in my hand I'm honestly I'm getting a little tired I always feel so good right after I work out like especially when I go at 5 15 in the morning like it feels so good and then like 7 a.m hits and I'm like okay yeah I could I could go to bed and usually I take a nap afterwards but here we are still grinding so Yeah, good morning. I hope your Fridays are going well. Today, we are going to be talking about job, the job search, job searching, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I don't know if you know this. I'm sure most of you do. I'm a senior right now and I'm majoring in strategic communications and political science, if you're wondering, and I'm looking for a job after graduation. I graduate in two months, May, so I'm trying to find a job. And while I've been consistently looking since like January, recently I've really been like applying because I didn't want to apply too early because most people want to fill the role immediately and I don't want to be like oh yeah I'll totally work but you'll have to wait till the middle of May and then them kind of be in a rut with no one there even when I've already committed to the role so I've really started applying more and definitely after spring break I'm gonna be applying a lot more but It's just kind of been on my mind recently since I've been doing so much. And so I kind of just wanted to make a podcast episode about it. Especially because I have a funny story to tell afterwards. But I know, of course, I say this in all my podcasts. But I am no expert. Obviously, I have not even graduated yet. I have not even landed a job yet. So I'm just giving you advice that I feel like has been helpful to me throughout this process. And, you know, different advice that I've seen on LinkedIn and whatever it may be and gotten from mentors. And I just kind of want to put it all in this one little place for people who may be seniors like me and are looking for a job because it's so stressful and it's so annoying that there's no real like 
class you can take to teach you about it. You know, I did a senior seminar um, last semester for my communications and my political science degree. And while my communications one, we talked a little bit. We had a guest speaker come in and talk a little bit about like negotiating and budgeting and all that. And that was great. But there's just like no one to really help you through the job process, which is so it's such a weird thing to navigate when you've never done it before, because this isn't your normal just like serving job, applying and getting it. This is like a lot more intense you're going to need cover letters you're going to need need examples a resume whatever it may be and so it's just a lot more work and no one really and I know it's like a situational basis but no one really is there to explain it to you and you can read all the articles you want and whatnot but like unless you experience it yourself you're not going to have a whole lot of help through it all so I just kind of wanted to do it college student to college student give my advice that has kind of helped me um I don't you guys probably don't know this, but I have, I mean, seriously, not to like toot my own horn, but my friends will agree. I have a very extensive resume. Um, I've had a lot of jobs, like a, like a shit ton of jobs. I've had, I've worked since I was 15 and like usually have had more than one job every single year and whether that be like jobs, like actual serving job or being a lifeguard or whatever it was, or serving and doing internships. Um, right now, I'm currently, I work at Chili's, and I work at the Farmer's Market of the Ozarks, and I work at the Friends of the Garden for Springfield Botanical Garden. So I have three different things on my plate right now. So fitting my resume into one page is like the hardest thing for me, but um, I've gone through a lot of interviews, and while they, and even if I've done that, like I still don't really know what I'm doing in this real quote-unquote adult job search even though my internships were adult jobs I feel like this is just a lot different because I'm negotiating salaries I'm negotiating benefits all that kind of thing I'm graduating like this is gonna be my full-time gig so I just really just wanted to talk about it today because it's been so prevalent in my life and I feel like for a lot of other people's lives as well so here are my tips and tricks one of my biggest tips is to reach out to people you know so even if it's someone that you haven't talked in a while if you know someone who's like in the job field that you want to get into reach out to them because 100% they're most likely going to help you unless they're kind of a shitty person um even if you haven't talked to them in like four years I actually the other day um, reached out to a girl I went to high school with. She's a couple years older than me. And what I really want to do is go into nonprofit work and be a communications, be in a communications role through with a nonprofit. And she works for the ALS Association. And so I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, um, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I'm really interested in being in the nonprofit field and I'm about to graduate. And I was just wondering if you have any advice for me on getting into this field and don't come at it like, is there any way you could get me a job? If you come at it more being like, if you could give me some help, if you could give me some guidance, teach me what you know, it's just going to be way more beneficial to you. And they're not going to feel like you're pandering for something in return. You're just asking for their advice for their real life stories because navigating this stuff is hard because they've gone through it before. And what are you going to do with that advice rather 
like what's better to do with that than pass it on to someone that you know and that's going to take it seriously and so it was great because she replied and was like oh my gosh yes like I have so much knowledge if you want to send me your resume and whatnot and tell me what you want to do in an email and I'll reply back to you and it was just so helpful because not only did she give me some advice on my resume she also just talked to me about being in the nonprofit field and how getting out of um, college graduation how she got into the field because it is a little more difficult than just an entry-level job and she also gave me some specific nonprofit career boards it's like indeed but for nonprofits and for St. Louis and Kansas City and so that was so cool because I wouldn't have never found that without her help I mean I've been looking on indeed and while nonprofits obviously post on there too it is so much like easier to have this one side that specifically nonprofits post to because it's so hard to cipher through all of them. But that's just something I wouldn't have gotten if I wouldn't have reached out to her. So if there's somebody that you know that's in the field that you want to go into, no matter their age, no matter if you've talked to them before or not, just come at it with like, hi, like I'm a college student, I'm about to graduate, and I'm just wondering if you have any advice for me because this career field is what I'm really interested. And it's going to be just another connection that you have because... Maybe if there's a job that opens up in their company, they'll be like, oh, I remember this girl who really wanted to do this. Let me reach out to her, see if she wants to do it, whatever it may be, coming in and being like, I just need help getting into the field. And then they'll remember that and, you know, put your name out there for anyone that they know. So my number one tip is to do that. Sending your resume to people to look over is important too. And definitely something that I don't like to do because I truly do don't love criticism on things like that on things that I feel like um kind of are literally me put on paper um just like when people you know tell me things about my podcast I'm like oh my god this is literally my life but it's so good to get that advice and it's so good to have multiple people look over your resume and I'm sure if you're in college you've heard this many of times I really can't reiterate how important it is I'm sure you're University has a career center that you can go to and have them look over it, have multiple people in there look over it, have your favorite professor look over it, have someone who's in the field that you want to go into look over it like that girl did for me. Just have people look over it because people can give you advice, especially people in the role that you specifically want to go into. They can give you advice on how to more pander to that type of job and having multiple people look over anything is always a good idea. Papers, whatever it may be, Instagram captions. It's just always good to have multiple sets of eyes on it because, you know, you see what you want to see almost in a way. And sometimes that's not how it's coming off or portraying. So just having people look over your resume, super important. Now, pertaining to cover letters, because I feel like that is the biggest curveball to get over when you're first applying for jobs like quote-unquote real life jobs um is the cover letter because it's so confusing like I definitely the cover letter is probably the hardest part for me and some people may be like oh that's the easiest part for me the interview is the hardest whatever interviewing is the easiest part for me it's you know getting to that interview that can be really difficult for me to kind of get over and to do so pertaining to the cover letter Make sure that every cover letter you make is different. And I know that sounds like awful. It sounds like so much time and energy put into cover letters, especially when you're applying to 10, 20 jobs in a week. 
but seriously, it will help you so, so much. Because not only does it make you feel better and makes you think about that company specifically and what the com- what you can do for the company, um, it also just kind of, and this is my hippy-dippy shit, I just feel like it puts that energy into that letter and the people who are reading it can see that you care about this company and that you took the time to make this cover letter specifically to them because that's what they want that's the whole reason to put a cover letter is to be a pre-interview interview so that they can learn a little bit more about you just by looking at your cover letter and while this doesn't mean that you can't use the same you know examples that you use um about your specific jobs obviously do that but Try and make every ending a little bit different. Um, try and make how you tie your experiences into the company different, obviously. And make sure you change the company's name. The biggest thing and the best way to do that is to change every cover letter, make it different, and save it differently as well. Try and include the name of the person that you're contacting when you do the cover letter. It's so easy to be like, to whom it may concern, and, you know, it doesn't require any research or anything, but usually the person that you're emailing the cover letter to's name is on there, and you can use that and be like, dear Mr. Bradshaw, dear Mrs. Smith, whatever it is, or whatever, but using to whom it may concern, it's just a little bland, and it doesn't make it personal, and it doesn't, like, strike them as much it just feels like you know you're using a template like you've already done a million times and sometimes that I know that can definitely be hard to try and find someone that you're emailing or the hiring manager whatever it may be but if you go on LinkedIn or if you go on their website usually the person is on there the hiring manager the receptionist whatever it is usually the person is on there and you can use that name or if you don't know specifically but you know and like the job description it says this role reports to the director of communications you can go on the website and usually find the director of communications on there and even if that's not the person that you're contacting it still looks like you went in and you did the work and you tried to find who you're contacting to make sure that you know you're do it like you're putting in the time and effort to apply to this company because they're not going to penalize you is that right penalize you for putting the wrong name you know like you didn't know and at least you tried to put in the right name that's all that matters trying is literally all that matters another advice that I have for the cover letter is start in an engaging way and um, I specifically start like got most of my cover letter tips when I was starting um, through the muse they're a really great website on advice for job search and all that um but they have a whole a whole one article on how to write a cover letter and within that article they have a million different subsections with different links to different articles that talk about different things within that subsection so the one that i am talking about right now is how to start your cover letter 31 attention grabbing examples so if you need an example go to the muse and look them up But here are like the four main ways to start your cover letter in an engaging way. Because you don't want to start, you know, to whom it may concern. I'm writing to talk about 
or I'm writing to apply for this position because yeah that's great obviously you are but like that doesn't the cover letter is supposed to show you off the paper on the paper does that make sense like you have your resume which has all your experience you know everything's listed out easily but your cover letter is where you're kind of supposed to first stand out to this company um it's what really gets you that interview and why most companies ask for a cover letter because just looking at a resume isn't really going to tell you what i'm like but when i type that cover letter and i use my conversational tools while still being professional obviously that gives more of an insight of to who I am and they can see if I'm a match for their company better or not so the first way you can start your cover letter is to start with passion but starting with you know what really one makes you want to do the job um just kind of talking about that passion that you have and how that can fit into their company and how this role would be perfect for you because you're so passionate about what you do. The next thing you have is to start with your love of the company. So if you're applying to some place that you just really love, like, I mean, if I was applying to H&M, I'd probably be like, I literally love you and your clothes. I buy everything. But in a professional way, obviously. But most companies want to hire people who love and know the mission of the company and who want to work for them because that's going to show more passion for their company. It's going to make you work harder. And so... Why not start your cover letter with a little bit of flattery? Why not make them feel good, schmooze them a little, and be like, I literally am obsessed with your company. Please hire me. That's another way. And then we got start with an attribute or an accomplishment. It can be a little bit funny, maybe. Like, you know, one time my mom told me that I was an awesome communicator. Whatever it may be. Obviously, if you're going to do something a little bit funny, look into the company and make sure that's kind of what fits into their their culture a little bit. But starting with an accomplishment is always a good idea. That's what this cover letter is for. It's marketing yourself off of your resume. And especially in the job hunt, don't be afraid to brag on yourself. Like, I know that can be the hardest part about the job search, but do not be afraid to be like, you know what, I fucking rock and I'd be great in this position and I can do this, this, and this for your company. So starting out with a little bit of a, little bit of a brag on you, not a bad idea because it really sets the tone for who you are and makes them be like, oh, wow, they did that, that's great. And then the cover letter just continues to go on and talk about how amazing you are. And then kind of like what I said said earlier, but starting with humor or creativity, creativity, but making sure that you look into the company before you do this, you know. So those are my tips on cover letters and just making sure that the things that aren't in your resume are on this paper. So if you did that really great project for your internship, brag on it here. This is literally the point where they want you to talk about yourself and want you to say one thing that you did great. I planned a Giving Tuesday campaign and so I put it on my cover letter and that's like the basis of my cover letter and just talking about that. There are some questions on one of the Muse articles that can kind of help you think about what you put on your cover letter. So one of them is what approach did you tackle did you take to tackling one of the responsibilities you've mentioned on your resume? What details would you include if you were telling someone a very short story about how you accomplished that bullet point? 
what are what about your personality passion or work ethic made you especially good at getting the job done because those are just some ways to think about different things that you've done that on your resume that can kind of take it off the resume and put on a cover letter um make sure that you're focusing on what you can do for the company and while you're applying obviously to get a job and obviously to fill your needs in life a cover letter is not to say I really want this job um, because I think it would be really great for me I think it would work on my skills as blah 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 and while internships those are a great place to say those kind of things because they want you to learn in an internship Jobs want you to be there for them. And while you're going to learn along the way, of course, especially when you're working underneath someone, but that's not what a common uh, cover letter is for. It's to say, this is what I can do for your company. And this is why you should get me that interview. You should hire me, whatever it may be. So think of it in terms of that way, because it's so easy to be focused on yourself and what getting this job would mean to you. But try and turn it around because that's what they want to learn about. You know, you don't want to sit there reading a cover letter that's like, I, your company would be so great for me. Like, great. Awesome. Okay, cool. That's why you're applying to this fucking job. But what can you do for us? Why should I hire you? Don't apologize for missing experience if you don't have the preferred um requirements for the job or whatever it may be don't on your cover letter say and I know that I have a few gaps here although I don't meet this requirement don't focus on that again you're here to brag on yourself so say what you can do don't focus on the negative that goes for life too focus on the positive focus on what you can do for them do not say I apologize for anything you're not writing a sorry letter you're not writing a letter to someone being like I'm so sorry I'm not good enough because bitch You are good enough, and that's what you should be putting on your cover letter. Don't say bitch on your cover letter, but you know what I'm saying. Throw in some stats is a really good tip, especially when you're talking about um, specific examples. So for my Giving Tuesday um, thing that I put on there, I put the specific stats that our Facebook post went up, how much engagement it got, and how much we raised. But putting those on there kind of break up, you know, obviously the wordy text of what you're saying, but also give concrete examples, concrete empirical examples of what you did and what you accomplished. Be genuine, write in the company's voice if you can. So looking at their website, seeing kind of how they talk and trying to fit in that Um, into your cover letter is so important because they'll be reading it and although they may not automatically know kind of subconsciously they feel like you're going to fit into the company because you're using the exact voice that they use on their social media or whatever it may be and making sure that you're being true to yourself when you're writing it don't try and be cookie cutter professional although it should be professional it should also be conversational conversational It should be showing who you are and reflecting your personality because they're hiring you, you know? They're not hiring that perfect resume that you have. They're hiring a real-ass human. And so being able to be a little bit fun in your cover letter and just showcasing who you are as a person is so important. And finally, for cover letters, finish, finish strong on your cover letter. One way that you can do this and how I kind of do it don't well one don't just say I look forward to hearing for you although you can put that in there make sure that you kind of put something else so what I usually say and what the muse gives an example of is I'm passionate about blank company's mission and would love to bring my 
put your skill here to this position. Um, it's a different way to kind of put and put a spin on things and also to show that you know what the company is about and you know what you can offer the company. It kind of summarizes everything that you put in your cover letter into a sentence and it's not just the basic can't wait to hear from you. Let me know if you have any other questions. Like, that's boring. No one wants to fucking read that. And if you put something a little bit different, then you're ending on that strong note, just how you started on that strong note as well. So another tip that I have for job searching is to connect on LinkedIn. And while I feel like this is kind of obvious, um, LinkedIn is such a cool tool to have, especially in today's day and age. And especially to be able to put all your stuff on LinkedIn, like literally put everything that you've ever done on there because people can go through and read it or they can't. But having that on there gives them that opportunity to see that um, and making sure that when you send your resume, you know, you say, here's my LinkedIn profile as well. Really market yourself on LinkedIn because one, you can put a recruiting tool on your LinkedIn so that people can be constantly looking at you and having all those things on there makes it easier and companies can reach out to you but also don't be afraid to reach out to companies don't be afraid to like the company on LinkedIn and you know find someone that works there and message them and be like hi my name is Madison I'm so interested in the role that you do I was wondering if you could give me advice on it just like what I said earlier about connecting with people just connect with people on LinkedIn because if you do that it's a little more professional of a setting and you don't seem as creepy as finding someone on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, but doing this can um, really help your search because one, you'll get more advice. And two, again, it'll put your name in that person's head. But don't go reaching out. I mean, you can reach out to people and say, I was wondering if you have any open positions. But make sure you kind of create a relationship first. You know, don't just go pandering for jobs because people don't really appeal well to that. But also on LinkedIn, you can look for jobs on there too. And it's easy to apply because you can just apply with your LinkedIn resume. So LinkedIn is a really, really great tool. I even have my podcast on LinkedIn. Like I just have everything on there because it's such a good, concise tool. And not everything fits on your resume and your cover letter. So having it there is super helpful. And update as you go so it's not so it's not as hard. And it's not just a big, oh God, I have to sit here and update my LinkedIn for four hours. Another advice that kind of goes along with that is using your status as a student while you have it. So being able to contact people while your students say, hi, I'm a student at Drury University and I'm studying this, this, and this. I was wondering if you just have any advice for me or if you can look over my resume, whatever it may be. And you can obviously do that when you're um, graduated or whatever it may be, but using your um, status as a student just makes people more app to help you you know they want to help you advance your career but when it's when you're out of college and you're just kind of doing it people make it that makes it feel like that you're just looking for a job out of them and that may not be your intention but that's how they kind of feel so being able to be a student be like I'm a student currently studying this this and this and I was just wondering if you have any advice for me on how to do this or how you got your job or if you could be my mentor whatever it is but people are way more apt to help students than they are to help uh, people that are already in the workforce or just graduated and apply for everything literally apply for everything anything that interests you anything that you think you would be good for apply for it um I was talking to my therapist on the other day 
and I was talking about my job search and just how it's kind of been like the biggest thing on my mind and I was talking about the hardest thing is experience and you know people say that all the time you know how do you get this job that requires experience whenever you're you know you haven't had it yet because you're still in college or whatever it may be and she was she literally told me she's like Madison don't look at the experience don't look at the numbers that they require you know you can and if you really don't feel qualified to apply for it then don't but what's the harm in you applying for that and she said something that has really stuck with me was why count yourself out before they do why literally eliminate yourself from that search because they're going to get your resume and usually they're going to do a screening process first and they're going to see that only like two people fit their requirements of the job or of the experience that's required. And they don't want to just interview two people because what if they both don't work out? So they're going to pull a couple more people in there that don't have that same experience. But why would you screen yourself before they're even able to? And if they do not let you in then whatever you are kind of prepared for it but don't let lack of experience count you out of the game you still have knowledge you still have things to give and especially she even said she's like because you know they say professional experience and what you think of when you read that is a salary job but it doesn't have to be a salary job you could literally have an internship is professional experience if I squash all my internships together I probably have about two or three years worth worth of experience on there so don't count yourself out before you should before they can I guess is more of what I'm saying um go to any interview you can um literally just get that experience it's good for you and finally find a mentor which is kind of what I've been saying all throughout you know connecting with people on LinkedIn but find someone in the field that you want to go into and make a connection with them especially when you're a student this is so important go to your alumni center see if they can help you find a mentor um you know when you're in first an intern go to your supervisor ask if they can be your mentor just find a mentor because it can help you so much with advice just little things whatever it may be um now for my fun little story because you know this is gonna we're talking a lot here so basically my I kind of had a breakdown the other day and why I kind of wanted to talk about this whole idea is because I just feel like I haven't gotten the advice that I've wanted or needed throughout this process and I don't really know what to expect and that's just been the hardest part of me or the hardest part about it and the biggest thing that I have a problem with is feeling like I'm the vulnerable one because obviously I want a job But even if you want a job, that doesn't mean that you have to compromise your values, your beliefs, or your energy, or anything like that to get a job. And here's my story to kind of go along with that. So I applied for this job on LinkedIn literally on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. And it was through for an ad agency. And I don't really want to work for an ad agency, but, you know, it was an entry level position. And I thought, might as well apply for it, you know. It could be something that I really want to do because I know nonprofit work might be hard for me to get into just right off the bat. So I applied for it. The very next day, I get a call while I'm in class from the lady and she leaves me a voicemail and says, um, and says, hi, like I received your resume. I'm not sure if it was on LinkedIn or Glassdoor or 
whatever it is. Um, but we have a, we have a lot of applicants coming through. But I just had a couple of questions regarding your resume. If you could call me back, um, if you could call me back by the end of the day, I'll be here till whatever and as soon as possible would be great. Thank you. So she left me that voicemail, and then during class she texted me and said. Hi, this is blah, blah, blah. I left you a voicemail in regards to a resume I received from you. I'll send you over an email. Here's also a link with times we can meet this week if that's easier. Looking forward to meeting you. And I kind of assumed that she just meant if you can meet, that would be great. Or like call me back. So I called her back and I left a voicemail and I said, hi, I'm calling you back. Like call me whenever you can. I can answer your questions, whatever it may be. And then I also texted her, which first of all, just weird that she's texting me. And maybe that's a new thing people are doing. But I felt like it was weird, but I didn't really have a place to go off for that. So I just let it be. And I replied back after I left the voicemail and I said, hello, I just called back and left a voicemail. I'm currently in Springfield, Missouri, so I cannot meet in person, but I could do a Skype call or just a phone call, whichever is easier. Just let me know if that works and I will schedule a time. And she replies back and says, I think it's only a few hour drive. We only do in-person interviews. Which is like fair. You can choose what interviews to do and what not. But I was like, okay, that's kind of a bitchy thing to say. And it was just weird. And I immediately got weird vibes. So I called my dad and I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I say to this? Because she called and said she had a few questions that I could call her back and answer the few questions. And then now she's saying they only do in-person interviews, kind of making it sound like she's not gonna ask my questions over the phone, which is weird. So I called my dad and I explained the whole situation to him. And his first immediate thought is, well, is it a real company? That's his first question she asked, he asked me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I found them on LinkedIn. I found their website. They have a Facebook page where they post pictures of their employees. They have an Instagram page, all that. Like, from what I can tell, it seems like a very, very real company. And he was like, okay, well, that's just weird. Um, and he basically told me to just try and get her on the phone, see if I can talk to her and explain that I'm a college student, you know, I need more plans in advance to, like, I would love to come down, but, you know, I need more time. Because the thing is, the link that she gave me for the interviews only had times Friday, so today, and this was literally on Thursday, um, today and Monday. Like, I can't drive three hours and we just make a sudden day trip. Like, I work on Monday and I work all day today. Like, it was just a very, very weird situation. And so... What just really got me annoyed with the whole thing, it was like, I felt like I had no one to fall back on to be like, what do I do in this situation? You know, I had my dad and I had my mom, but it was just so like, no one has helped me through this. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, I act like I do and I have some advice on things that I do, but do I know if that actually really truly works? No. And so to be in this situation, it just made me feel so vulnerable and weird. And so basically, I went into my internship later that day, and I asked my boss about it, and she was like, no, that's really weird, but not. And I asked my mom about it, and she said that I should just try and interview if I have the time to. But when I talked to her later, I was like, I'm just getting weird vibes. And, like, I just feel weird about it. But I was like, I'm not really in the right mind to say that I'm going to pass up an interview because I want a job, you know? So then, 
Later, I went to my night class and I asked my professor about it because it's a graphic design class. So graphic design communications kind of go hand in hand. So I asked her about it and she was like, no, that's really weird. And she was like, Madison, if you feel weird just from text messages that you're receiving from this person, then you're probably not going to feel any better when you go into the interview. And you're probably not going to feel better when they offer you the job. And you're probably not going to feel better if you start working for this company. Like if you're getting those automatic weird feelings about it, take that seriously. Trust your gut. And she was like, I know it's so hard because you want a job, but that doesn't mean you have to compromise who you are and what you're feeling to get a job. And so really, I just want to kind of end on that note and just say like, don't feel like you have to compromise who you are just to get a job. You know, although you're looking for one and you're trying to be as, you know, marketable as you can, that doesn't mean that you have to go for companies that you don't really want to work for. And that doesn't mean that you should be in a job where you don't feel appreciated or cared about. Because my feeling was like right when she said that, I was like, okay, obviously you don't really care about people's schedules or people's lives because even if I did live where this company was, to expect me to drop everything and meet you the next day or the next like three days is kind of just kind of just rude you know like I'm totally okay for driving down and meeting with these people and having an interview but it's just like assuming that I would just automatically drop everything to get this job it's just kind of weird and I understand that you know sometimes people have deadlines when they need to hire someone and I get that but just the whole situation made me feel weird So I just want to tell you to trust your gut. And even though you feel like you're so unexperienced and that you don't know what you're doing, trust your gut. You should never compromise your values just to get a job. You know, the job search, no matter what, is going to be a little bit hard and it's going to be a little bit difficult. But that doesn't mean that you have to compromise who you are or what you're feeling or your gut reactions just to get out of this weird state that you're in where you're constantly applying to jobs and even when you graduate and you don't have a job right after graduation that's okay it is completely okay and it's okay to have an internship right after you graduate it's okay to work as a server while you try and find the next job that you want to do after you graduate It's okay. There is no timeline on when you need to have this done. There's no timeline on trying to find a job. And there's no rush in trying to find a job. Because although you want a company to want you, you need to want to work for the company too. Because how shitty would it be if I would go down and interview for these people They would accept me. I felt weird about the whole thing and I started working there. And then one month into it, I'm like, damn, I want to fucking quit this job because I don't like these people. Like, why would I do that to myself? That would just cause more stress. So even if you feel like you're the college student and you feel like you don't have this place, this right to like screen companies, don't feel like that. If you get weird vibes, trust your gut in it. And yeah. So that's basically all I have to say. But a weird thing, when I was talking about this company to my teacher, um, this girl that I am in class with, her overheard me. And I guess 
one of my friends had also had a weird encounter with this company. So she texted me and she's like, are you getting weird vibes from blank company as well? And I was like, dude, yes. Like what's going on? She was like, yeah, the woman texted me and I was going to go for down for an interview tomorrow, but I don't think I'm going to anymore because if you're getting weird vibes from them and I'm getting weird vibes from them and my dad is getting weird vibes from them, like why would I want to work for this company? So just kind of, it just made me feel more validated. And I know that that, It's not always going to be the case for everyone, but I'm here to validate you and your feelings. Be picky when you're looking at companies, although you should apply for many more things than just what you're looking for, because who knows, that may be the best job that you ever get. You don't have to compromise your values. And if you don't feel like you're going to fit into that work culture, then don't apply or don't accept the job. You don't have to accept the first job offer that walks into your door, even when you feel like you need to. So this episode was a little bit longer than I was expecting, but I feel like I I feel better about everything that I just went through. And I feel like this is just a really helpful episode. And I know that I don't have, you know, the most amazing advice because I'm going through it too. But I feel like it helps just to hear someone else be like, you know what, I'm fucking confused as well. But here are some things that help me. Um I want to like delve a little bit more into this kind of stuff whenever I start really doing real interviews. I've only done one phone interview so far, but I feel like, you know, going into this stuff is important because we're not really taught it in school and it's just a weird thing to navigate. So if you want more of this content, please let me know. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod. You can email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com and... Um, I have a Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash loudmouthpod. It'll be linked in the show notes. If you have the means to donate, please, I would love it and appreciate it if you do. You get special privileges when you do donate, special shout outs, different content, um, being able to talk to me, preference on different show ideas. Um, I have one Patreon right now and it's our patron right now and it's my motherfucking mom. So Tina Hadler, you rock lady. Um, but just connect with me. And if you don't have the financial means to give to me, totally understandable, but you know what you can do? Continue listening to my episodes. Follow me on Spotify and iTunes. Leave me a review on iTunes. Help me out in those ways. And thank you guys so much for listening. Give me any of your tips and tricks on applying, especially if you're already in the workforce. I'm going to hear them. And if you want any more of these kind of series, let me know what you want to hear. So thank you guys for listening. I love you all, my little loud mouths, and have a good rest of your Friday. <laughs>